Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, joined here today by Light, the Light Fing, the Light Fingered Thief, my yeah. co-host. <laughs> Logar has <laughs> it's a tongue twister, isn't it? The Light Fingered Thief. Yeah. But, uh, how you doing, Logar? Hey, I got a big sack of random items in here. I think some of them might be magical, but are you keeping you know, them in your bag of holding? It's my bag of be very quiet it is a bag of holding <laughs> don't tell anyone i got one <laughs> i got a neat little patch this is bag of holding and i i ironed it onto my backpack so you're a gaming I, backpack right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't really had a lot of chance to use it because it's kind of new i got I, it's a year and a half not quite two years old but we've been in covid so i haven't been taking my books out of the house no <laughs> we're playing I, it online i remember you had posted a picture of it and i i, I saw it and i thought you know that's pretty awesome however like you said everything's been online so yeah so here's my thing i want to i want to i want to bring up a few things when it comes to magic items i like a magic item that's strange and seems like that's not too useful for a game like i don't if i go through i've got the the what are those the encyclopedia magical books the four volume of different magic items from the second edition and they got a lot of magic items in there some were really cool like we had recently were talking about the bag of beans and i looked that up and there's got a d100 chart for all the bizarre things that can happen from it yeah but that's one of those like the like the deck of many things that when you start messing with that it's going to start really screwing with the game some of those things it's just it gives you a bonus to hit or a bonus to charisma or something like that and those magic items sometimes they're cool to have for your character but as a dm i kind of like something weird yeah, I would agree with you. So for me, I see, like you said, two classes of magic items. One of them is a very functional magic item. I got a plus one sword that can hit undead. That's a very functional magic item. And then you get the weird and goofy ones, like you said, the bag of magic beans or flying carpets or other things that might be able to role play into a very interesting and creative way to spice the game up and also allow the players to really find unique solutions to the game so for me there's two classes um one's functional and one's very creative and more role-playing than just you know a plus one bonus to something i like the ones that make you kind of have to come up with an idea of what you can do with it you know you've got a a bag of bees or a box of ants or something strange like that a sack full of rats you've got well this is not useful but I guarantee you it at could some be. point, yeah, I guarantee at some point in time during game, if you give some players that this is a high likelihood, they're going to be like, hey, I know what I'm going to do here. I've got that weird thing. Here's our plan. Use it as a distraction is where you start or whatever they go come up with. Sometimes play, often players come up with more creative things that I didn't foresee when something like that's brought out in the game. And that's where the fun kind of starts. That's where the fun starts. So for <laughs> example, in our uh, OSE game, our Dungeon Master John um, gave us essentially a magic shovel. It's a magic shovel that can displace, you know, amount of dirt for 10 minutes. And then, and then afterwards the dirt comes back. So we're like, what are we going to do with a magic shovel? You know, we thought, okay, it's, it's like a plus one club, but it can also dis displace a bunch of dirt. So we gave it to fellow worker, Nick, who, you know, thought it'd be fun. And he's been using it in a very, very creative, different ways. And it's driving our Dungeon Master pretty batty <laughs> <laughs> trying to capture bad guys and getting us through areas that are difficult to get through there's a lot of different uses for it yeah. and i like 
I like just strange magic items in general. I recently posted a list of some that I had come up with on the website, wobbliesandwizards.com, if you want to go check them out. And I'd be curious to see what some of the, some player characters would end up doing with some of these things. Again, you know, it's not obvious, like you said. <laughs> yeah, like one of the ones that I put on there was the, the belt of incredible weight. And the whole point of the belt of incredible weight is that when you put it on, it triples your weight without altering your appearance. You just get really heavy. You get super heavy. I mean, that could be bad if you're walking through a dungeon, but I'm sure that at some point in time, somebody will find a, uh, find a need or a use for being really heavy or having a lot of weight on the other side of something. And it'll come into use and come into play. Well, you know, for example, if you get into like a tug of war competition in the town fair, or you need to <laughs> hold on to the rope while people are climbing down like a crevice or a cliff, having that as the anchor could be a pretty good thing. What you got? Did you pick up any magic items that you found interesting you wanted to pull up today? Or? Um, no, for me, I just want to talk about, you know, in Hyperborea, Hyperborea is a fantasy sword and sorcery based game, but it does have lost technologies. So some of the magic items are magic to the people of that world because of the technology, not because it's like enchanted. So, you know, our party has found some high technological items, ancient technologies that are considered magic by, you know, fantasy era. So I found that to be quite fun and interesting in terms of how do people react and use those type of high technology items. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I like that in science fiction. No. I think this is going to, I'm about to dip my toes into something that's probably going to be an, an upcoming podcast, but what you're saying there, a lot of the old source and sword and sorcery type books that I've read some from, especially from the mid century, that line between science fiction and fantasy, fantasy becomes yeah. blurred. And you look at a lot of games, like you're playing a mutant crawl classics or something like that. When you find these bizarre unknown items, you can have an iPad that lights up, but suddenly it's a magical, it's item. a magic item. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's been used in a lot of different novels and gaming as well too. So I always find that interesting as well too. We have a. I'm gonna. I want to go over some of the other strange ones that I had posted on the website itself. One of the ones that I thought would be fun or interesting to see how a player a player group would end up using is the the mirror ring. It's a ring essentially. When you put it on, whoever's looking at you is seeing themselves. So, oh, I see my duplicate. So everybody's gonna see something, somebody different. Right. If you walk into a group of people, they're obviously at a point going to realize there's something up because everyone's seeing themselves. So what do you think players or a party would do with weird things like that? I like the string of constant regeneration, which is I can think of strange things to do with it. It's a it's a it's a meter length of string with yep. knots in it. It is frayed and not very strong and hold about three to six pounds until it breaks. Each time it breaks or is cut, the two lengths will grow back to the same size as the original length. The two pieces will become one. Every piece of string that is cut from it will also continue to grow the lengths back as if they are cut or broken. So you've got this string. Every time you pull it apart, you've got two more strings of the original length. After, of course, when I wrote this one, after 1D4 days, all lengths will vanish except for the original one. Sure. I mean, I'd be using it to climb down a pit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem with climbing down a pit, it, it can only hold 3D6 pounds. So that's only oh. about 18 pounds max. So you've hmm. got to, you, can, you can make a lot of lengths of string, but they can't hold a lot of weight. 3D6 pounds, it snaps. Yeah. It creates two more. <laughs> that's 
probably a learning curve, a bad learning curve when the players yeah. rip them in half, make a long string and try to climb down and realize that they're suddenly falling to their doom. It's okay. Just send the halfling thief down that rope. <laughs> but, you know, again, it's finding creative ways as a player and a dungeon master to be able to use this in a way that's, you know, interesting, fun, and beneficial to, to, to the game. Yeah, and I think one of the things about putting out strange and bizarre magic items is that when we just keep on giving out like a plus one sword or a, an armor, you just keep on stacking up, making characters more powerful. Yeah. And after a while, there's only so much you can do in that realm. Sometimes you got to, you got to spice the game up and give them something that they have to get that, it, you know, you want to get creative with something that you're going to engage with in different ways. Give the game variety, make it a memorable game by doing something they've never done at that point. Yeah. Cause you know, again, with the functional, Magic items, you know, some of them are attack functional, you know, bonus to attack or cast a big fireball. And then there's defensive ones like defensive bracer, bracers or ring of protections or something like that. Usually with my games, you know, starting at like a level one character, I'm not going to throw out that many magic items to uh, characters. But as they advance and they fight creatures that might be more magic resistant, then I like to make sure that everyone in the party has some magic offensive weapon so that they can still fight, you know, whatever the lich or some other magic resistant monster which um happened in the game last night our dcc game unfortunately logar had something come up and all of his characters were the magic users carrying oh, the magic weapons and we ran into some creatures that were magic resistant and we're like um where's log where's logar at or or in, in the dcc logar's characters, logar's characters <laughs> yeah <laughs> i unfortunately had a, a, a not unfortunately it wasn't a bad thing i just had a lot of children and family things going on that night every kid had friends over i had to feed kids <laughs> game yeah, was no. like, oh i gotta take care of family instead of play tonight no understandable but you know again point being it's it's good for the players to have at least some basic magic or silver weapons on them so that they can at least keep up with yeah. fighting some um magic resistant or undead type of monsters yeah having a pro a way to approach those type of combat encounters when you run up to those monsters that require a magic item in order to harm it you don't got a magic item you're screwed it's time to run <laughs> it's time to yeah. find one i used Pretty to have a, yeah i used to have a bad reputation when i was running game of not giving out magic items that much and not really having anything like a magic shop. I've never been a fan of, like, oh, there's a magic shop in every town. When I do have something where you can purchase something magical at, it's usually going to be doled out by the DM. Like, okay, this is available. And it's not going to be a lot of access to magic shops every time you stop into a town. And that might change in future games. Who knows? But that's all. That's how I tend to run it. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't do magic shops in every town or village. You know, if it's a large city, then you might have, a magic shop usually you can find some type of healer or alchemist to give you some basic healing potions and maybe some low level scrolls type of thing but it's not like you're gonna walk into a magic shop and be like oh here's a plus five plate mail and the you know plus four you know sword versus the undead just lying around for sale you know that's yeah not something that, that that's gonna be for sale at a magic shop you know you might have potions and scrolls at a low level that's probably about it <laughs> yeah and and at the end of the day, I kind of like, I personally, I like being like, oh, here's the ancient magic items or like things that you have to delve into a dungeon or go down an adventure to obtain. I, I, I just prefer that. We need to get into, in a future episode, intelligent magic items and items with alignments, which 
will definitely be on our list as I, I see you jotting down the note. <laughs> yeah, he said intelligent magic item. He's writing that down right now. <laughs> In alignment. So that's the one that we definitely have to get into here soon. But we're running about out of time. It's about up. If you've enjoyed today's episode, well, give us a like and follow on Facebook. Just search us Wobblies and Wizards. We're available at wobbliesandwizards.com. And keep those dice rolling. Hey, I'm putting on this hell with teleportation and teleporting out of here. <laughs>